Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 627 for the week of April 16th, 2022. I'm Chris Privateer, bringing you the week's RPG things, of which there are some. <laughs> well, there's, some hype. Yeah. there's some hype stories this week. I, I mark them as such. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's Chris Kelly Ryan. Covered in craft herpes. That's glitter for those playing at home. Also joining me, Sam Walker. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. Is a dog with you? There's a crying dog. No. Oh. He's very upset about not being in the chair. The chair. Me. Okay. Though, interestingly enough, she's practically our third chair on backtrack for like the first half of the year. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> you, you were thinking, oh, hey, the show's short and concise now, so I could be on more and I i'm appreciative be because not be uh cranky about it yeah and i'm appreciative because you're animated and fun to talk to oh thank you kelly <laughs> how are you yeah i'm just gonna get out of the way let you two talk to each other then yeah. uh <laughs> we love you too chris don't yes, start. No, we love you too i i don't know how animated i am especially when i can't get outer worlds and outer wilds straight again easy mistake I did it once during our one is a time loop outer. game. One is a comedy fallout game. Yeah, <laughs> these are not the same. <laughs> one of these like I, knew, I knew I was going to do it at least once and I did it and it was not as bad as when I had to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the bravely default or bravely second oh, no. backtrack where I said, OK, I'm going to call this bravely default to at least once. <laughs> it's going to happen. Don't mean to. Don't judge me. It's all good. I, I mean, Square did kind of name that series dumbly. Yes, they stupidly. Did. I mean, that's Square's mo. Let's name our series dumb things that we all go, what? But okay, Dream Drop, Distance, Stranger of Paradise, Stranger of pa- all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Hey, well, you had a story about that coming up. <laughs> Triangle strategy. I think that's our fault because fans kind of like the name. Oh, and that's fair. It's just it's not a great name either. Yeah, one of our um, pretty good game. The the podcast I listened to, Vigi Game Apocalypse, said that th- that is the most prototype name I have ever heard. Why did they stay with that? It's like no, 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 not wrong. Um, Square's notorious for naming things bad. Is, is Octopath Traveler a bad name? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing because it's the least interesting. Then we can build up and hype, I think. So in Final Fantasy 14, I spent all week chopping trees um, to collect wood, to make housing exteriors, to sell to all the people who own new houses as of this morning. So far, I've, work out for you? So far I've sold nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking this may have gone poorly. <laughs> you know what? Hopefully by the end of the cast, maybe you'll get a sale. That would be nice. And then you'd be a champ at e-commerce today. Uh, one sale. One sale would make it all worth it, because these are high-ticket mm-hmm. items. Um, would still be disappointing, but at least not a loss like it is right now. <laughs> now, again, if you get no sales by the end of the cast, well, 
then oh just God. you need to give up on e-commerce forever, Chris. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, as some as someone whose job is because of the fallout of an e-com brand failing, uh, yeah, that, that's an easy brand thing to fail at. <laughs> Especially if you spend a whole bunch of money on trying to do a physical store and don't ever open it. <laughs> but I know anything about that. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, got um, some tea. I, I've got war stories, man. I uh, uh, I also um, have been trying to find Triangle Strategy so I can start playing that. And I say trying to find because at some point I took the game and put it in my Switch. And then Anna bought Kirby and I took that game and I put that in my Switch and I put Triangle Strategy next to my Switch. Um, and then I didn't start playing either game and kept going back and forth on which I was going to play. And at this point, Anna's playing Kirby because we took it out of my Switch and put it into her Switch, and we have no idea where Triangle Strategy is. I have gone up and down all throughout the house. I've turned everything over. I've looked. I've even gone through laundry baskets to see if it's in pockets. And this game is nowhere to be found. Triangle Strategy has re... re, uh, I guess just reset itself back into Square Enix's hands or something. Have you checked under the bed? Yes. Have you checked the little liners that go like in between the bed? The little liners that go in between the bed. So I lost our um, Apple TV remote once, and oh. like the, the the little space in between the bed frame and the box spring. Is this where I should mention that we currently have an Apple TV remote missing somewhere in the house as well? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are camped. It's like you'd be amazed what can fit in that little eighth of an inch gap. So, yeah, our bed doesn't have those gaps. It's it's a different style of platform. So I don't have the okay. little place for the box spring to sit in between the wood or on the side or anything. So not an issue on my bed, but I did start feeling under the mattress on all sides to try and see. Did a game fall, get wedged and the cat push it in because the cats are jerks. There was a lot of, if I was a cat and this black game was on this floor, where would I push it around to going on in my head this week? Do you have any rugs that it could be pushed under? Um, they've been lifted up. Okay. And um, we don't, mostly don't have rugs. So, Are there little gaps underneath like the entertainment center? The entertainment center has been moved out of the way and checked around. Okay. I think this game has gone to the ether, Chris. <laughs> And you'll find it like years later, and you'll be like, "That's where you went, Triangle Strategy." I knew you were here. Well, all right now, along. it just hurts because it's like because I can't find it. I really want to play it. Like it has nothing to do with whether yeah. or not I wanted to play it this much before, but now that I can't, I really want to play it. Yeah, no. And so should I buy it or should I wait? Just wait. You might find it'll, it. I, I had to turn freak out. It up. It'll turn up, yeah. Uh, but how I many mean, years? I, <laughs> I had a freak out like a couple months ago, being like, "I can't find my copy of Dragon Quest Six. What did I do with it?" And Scott's like, "It's literally right here, dum dum." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I didn't get rid of it. He's like, "No, you didn't. You you still have Dragon Quest Six. You're fine." I'm like, "Okay." Anna uh, has been asked about the game's location. She has helped to try and find it. So I've already tried the spousal assist. Spousal assist. Um, but usually with the spousal assist, when we're missing a game, we get mad at them. Like, well, where did you put it? I don't know where it is. And it's like. So if yeah. I were you, I would I would recommend getting like one of those um, cases that can hold all your Switch games. Yeah. 
I didn't and, and put I, it in I, the case, Kelly. I should have, but I didn't. I, I do. I do not like leaving switch cards around because they're so small and easy to lose. Um, and I don't blame you for being frustrated because when I lose something, I go crazy until I Me find too. it. We also think there's a chance the maids somehow threw it out, which doesn't make any sense, but I guess is possible. Yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things we've we've ever lost is Vaughn's PSP disappeared at one point. And we'd like tore apart the apartment to, to find it and couldn't, couldn't find it. And then one day I'm digging for a pot underneath the uh, cabinet and there's this grocery bag that has a, a George Foreman grill and Vaughn's PSP in it. Nice. And I, I guess what had happened is uh, his mom his, his mom's always notorious for like dropping off shit that she doesn't want at our house, and usually it either gets like donated or stashed away to be forgotten about. And I guess he had was bringing up something and stashed his PSP in this grocery bag with the storage foam and grill, and then stuck it under the cabinet and forgot about it. And finding it that day was like the most elated I think I had ever seen him be. Yeah, it was driving him crazy, you know, because it was our it was his hack PSP. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to lose that. Yeah, I'm being uh, told by Tam to check my dresser drawers. That's something I could do more thoroughly, I guess. You wouldn't have put it in, put it in your pocket, had you? I had it in my pocket at some point, so I've gone through all my pants and checked their pockets because it was in my pocket at some point. <laughs> Also, you know, the old PS2 games having a memory card slot was a great idea until you end up with more than 100 PS3 or PS2 games. And I've lost several memory cards to those. Um, same thing for GBA cards and putting them in the DS slot on those on those cases. So, yeah, I guess losing stuff as a gamer sucks. <laughs> yup. Yeah, and so I asked Anna, is this thing ever going to go on sale? And she's like, it's a Square Enix title published by Nintendo. I said, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some hurt right there. Yeah. You will find it, though. Like, I believe in you. I don't think it's I will. It's going to be in the house somewhere. I don't believe that at this point. You're breaking my heart, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking my heart, too. I'm going to. It's a $60 game. We'll look. get over it. It's just. It's. Just, the only thing that breaks me up is I don't want to buy it and then find it. But well, yeah. also, you know, we can resell it for a decent amount. So I don't know why I'm that worried. But like, oh, it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. I'm, and plus, if I buy it, I'm going to buy it digitally. So I can't lose it. <laughs> I mean, that that would be what I would do at this point. And then sell the physical copy. Peter and- says just clean every day. Oh, wait, no, I have to buy it physically because Anna still hasn't done her subsequent playthroughs. Darn. Oh, yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah, you you probably are. Don't and search. I, Just clean, says Peter. Like, I, I, I feel your pain so hard. <laughs> oh, man. So that's all you've played is 14? Yeah, other than find the, find the missing game. Yeah, it was 14. <laughs> um... I, I played a little bit of 14 on Friday because I had half, half the day off because of Good Friday. And I wanted to strangle the people in my trust party. Mm. Uh, 
So, so one, of, one of the bosses in Shadowbringers and one of the dungeons that has this mechanic where you have to stand in front of these seedlings to stop a, a monster from growing. And no matter where I stood, there would always be an NPC to, to stand in the way. And it's like, okay, now if this was a human character, you would move. But I feel like I cannot get in the right spot to stand in Staying in the right spot, and I think I died like ten times in this dungeon. Is this in the Ilmeg dungeon? I think so. I never remember the names of dungeons. Yeah, that's fine. Game. That's fine. Um, and it is like every time I, I I go to stand in front of the thing. What class some, are you playing? Machinist. Okay, so DPS. All right. Yeah, it's like you stupid freaking NPC. Stop being <laughs> idiots. It's just funny because that's the the better system than it used to be. But. Yeah, and it's like, well, I I could queue for a dungeon with real people, but something tells me that would just be just as bad. No, they, they would move. The problem is you're a DPS, so it would take forever to queue for that specific yeah. dungeon. Yeah, but I I just wanted to scream. So I I got through that. Dun- it, I had like 15 minutes left on the timer by the time I got through that fight. And, and yet, Tam, I did let them choose theirs first. The problem is that I would try to choose choose mine and stand far away from them, and somehow they would still come to me and stand. And you only have so much time to choose. <laughs> so, somebody needs to tune that fight so there's just a little bit more time in the trust version so that you can pick your spot. I like how upset you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was so angry. Oh, but I'm, I'm still slowly picking my way through 14, and the only other thing that I've played is more Rune Factory 5, and I have a I have a second farm dragon, and I've tamed me a couple of monsters right now. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to date the werewolf guy because he's cute. Although a new person showed up to my town that has a little bit easier food requirements, that's kind of cute. So I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with the werewolf guy just because you know I, I've always got to be the monster dater in any game I play. Um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, not, nothing wrong with that. I, I, I didn't game very much this week. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was very burned out on games this past week and uh, spent spent a lot of time in my workshop paint, painting dragons and that's how I contracted the craft herpes because I was trying to I was trying to put a gold pile on the base of a dragon and I got glitter everywhere glitter mass oh my god it, it's everywhere in that room I'm going to have to vacuum by the time I'm done but I, I got sucked into res- resin pouring and um, trying to make my own uh, polyhedral dice, which is an interesting little experiment. But yeah, that's all I've played. This. Sam's probably played a lot more interesting stuff than me. Well, I mean, I've been on vacation for a whole week, and let me tell you, um, it's been nice to just do whatever I want when I want to, and it's it's been a nice slow vacation is kind of how I look at it. Like, before I, you know, took the time off, people were like, well, are you going to go do something fun? And I was like, well, no, there's still a plague. But also, I had been feeling really burned out, so it was like, no, I just want to rest. Um, so I've played a lot of games, like a lot. <laughs> Um, I'm working on a review right now for Nobody Saves the World, which... Is it any I, good? Uh, is it any good? That's where we can be it. all sorts of different things. 
I love it. Yep. It is a very challenging game, though, oh, so it? it's, oh. it's been taking me a little bit longer than I anticipated. So do you have to change um, your form a lot, or is it, like, flexible and you could play the whole game as one type of monster or whatever? You do need to change your form uh, for different dungeons and different uh, little puzzle elements. Okay. Um, but when you're just, you know, dicking around on the map, you can just stick to one form if you like. But truthfully, you need to change your forms just so you can do things like level up the different classes to get new classes. Um, also, just to make sure that your character is properly leveled before going into a dungeon. Like, the game is very good about being like, this is the recommended level we need you at. And it will also tell you the damage type that you need to bring for the dungeon as well. So if you haven't been leveling up, let's say it's they want you to use sharp damage and you haven't leveled up a character that has that, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> so you are swapping forms pretty uh, pretty frequently. Um, a lot of the forms are pretty neat. Like, I love, there's a bodybuilder and he just, like, rolls weights onto the enemies <laughs> and then flexes <laughs> to, like, beef himself up. Uh, that's pretty delightful. There's an egg, and the egg just rolls around or just sits in nests, and then you get prizes for sitting in nests. <laughs> um, I absolutely love there's a zombie, and the zombie has a skill where she can just make more zombies. So you have lots of little familiars that can just help you through the dungeon. Um, and then you can just keep making more of them. So at one point I was playing with my roommate, and he had like just a whole screen full of zombies. <laughs> I was like, well, we're going to beat this dungeon pretty easily. And he's like, go, my pretties, murder. Uh, the classes are great. Uh, my favorite is the slug because the slug plays like a bullet shell, uh, bullet hell shooter. <laughs> uh, but the slug just, it cries. That That's its power. It cries. And then it just makes little bullets come out. Oh, so it's like and Isaac. <laughs> and uh, what's great about the game, too, is as you've built up each of the different forms, you can mix and match the skills. So I could be a slug that also has the skills of the bodybuilder, for example. So it's really, really clever in its uh, approach to the gameplay. So I've been really loving it. And it's been fun because it's not a story focused game. And I've been playing a lot of really story focused games lately um so it's been nice to have just this really silly story that's reminiscent of like death spank because that's like how the humor comes across like it's very weird very quirky um just the characters are utterly ridiculous there's there's a little hammer that you meet once in a while and he just cries a lot and it's like oh a little hammer it's okay so the world the world is wonderful and it's weird um i highly recommend it and i can't wait to write the review so I can actually share that a little bit better. Uh, I've also been playing, I finished uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Lands and I loved it. I was so addicted to Kirby <laughs> for the whole week. Um, I love being the little car and the vending machine. There's just a big is mouth it really mode. Kirby so Elden clever. Ring? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Um, like the bosses are really fun, but they're not challenging. It's Kirby. Yeah. But they're really, like, again, it's a very creative game. The worlds are really neat to explore. So I had a great time with it. Also, just I really liked collecting all the Waddle Dees, uh, especially just we, we kept saying in our house as a joke with this really bad accent, but like, it's a Waddle Dee and find a Waddle Doos, right? <laughs> I don't know why we were doing that, but we have been. It's been very strange. Um, I've also been playing Triangle Strategy with my roommate. We play it together we make decisions together we spend a lot of time yelling at what's happening in the game um we've gotten up to chapter 
2018. So I know we're getting close to the really big decision um, yeah. where the brand paths are going to come into play. And we have no idea which path we're probably going to be taking. We know we know for sure we're not getting the golden route because we made one decision that doesn't line up. Oh, did you um, burn okay. something you shouldn't? Uh, let's just say I didn't transport some salt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So... I know I'm not getting that. And that's totally fine. Like, it's one of those, I'm going to play it again on my own time and try for the golden route. But yeah, the the second time through, you will go really quick because you could just skip the cutscenes that you don't want to deal with. Well, and in all honesty, like, it's a very interesting game. Like, we have really good conversations when we're playing it because we're literally just piecing the story together on our own. And it's like, we again, we haven't played with a guide or anything. So just when we get like a new character, we're like, ooh, I wonder which of the convictions we must have raised to get that. It's it's fascinating. And I haven't been like really into a TRPG in a long time. So it's it's giving me all the vibes of what I loved about Final Fantasy Tactics, but it adds a lot of extra new layers that are just really neat. Again, I love the idea of the elemental damage. I love the idea that, you know, it could be raining and then you use thunder magic and, oh, no, you're on a damn square. You're getting electrocuted. Like, lots of really clever little things about it. Um, So I've been having a great time. I mean, I, I have a hunch. I think I know which route we might pick, but... You know, it's it's going to vary depending on how the situations are presented to us, right? Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, I started playing uh, Pokemon Legends, and it's delightful. Odysseus. Odysseus. Uh, um, I'm having a great time with it. Like, it's a really good, mindless little game. Like, I just, I love being able to just, you know, put it on my Switch, walk around the house with my handheld mode, and just catch Pokemon catch Pokemon, especially while I'm just watching TV or, you know, just kind of zoning out. It's been really nice. I started with the Hooter, because um, I love me some owls. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hooter. The Hooter. Look, owls are cute. I like owls. Um, I, like I haven't turtles. gotten that far. Um, I've caught a lot of Bidoofs. Oh, of course. <laughs> Gotta catch all those Bidoofs. He's your buddy. Uh, have, you, have you caught the uh, scary alpha Bidoof that's in the starting area? Not yet. I know he's there, though. <laughs> I know he's. I got really sad because I, uh, at one point, I was just wandering on the starting area, and then I found the rabbit. <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna catch me this rabbit." Oh, don't do that. Nope. The oh, like, the, no, you won't. Welcome. Like, I'm running away now. That's not a ra- rabbit ash. That's a nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, uh, I didn't die thankfully, but when I realized that uh, it did not want to be caught, I was like, "Well, shit, uh, I need to run the fuck away." I got to where you have to fight. It's I believe it's the cricket tune. That's oh, that's yeah. far as I've gotten. So I'm not super far into the game. I've just been kind of noodling around with the side quests too. I really like the little like Pokemon. Is it like it's like a pen, and you can just see like your little Pokemon just, just you know moving around and having a great time. It's like oh, this game is so darling. <laughs> so I really like it so far, and I'm probably gonna definitely make more time for it. Uh, especially because, like, playing Nobody Saves the World alone is just so hard some days. <laughs> I forgot. That's the one by the uh, Melee people. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Again, just it, the style of it is just fabulous. Because I, I, I picked up Melee on sales, like, both of them on sale this week for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who love Guacamelee. 
I know it's not for me, but I love like how it not looks. Not a Metroid right? person? Not really. Mm. Um, but that's where, you know, I saw Nobody Saves the World and I was like, no, that is a style of game I do like. Um, and I don't mind the level of repetitiveness of it either because the game is also really forgiving. Like you die in a dungeon, you're not losing anything. You're not out anything. You just keep trying until you have better success. And again, it is all about mixing and matching the forms because sometimes you might be trying something. This form is just not working. So you try something else and you have an easier time. So I like just that I have to think while I'm playing it being like, oh, okay, this is not going to work. I got to try this. It's a great game. So I definitely recommend it. Um, And we're going to talk about another game in a bit that I reviewed that I actually also recommend, even if the review kind of suggests maybe I don't. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I tell you what, somebody is going to have to come up with something awesome to top uh, Triangle Strategy off my Game of the Year list because th- that's some yeah, of the best Elden games Ring. I played. Uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe I, I keep getting tempted by Elden Ring, and the only reason why I haven't picked it up yet is because I've got so much other stuff I've got to play, especially to backtrack. Well, and think about the fact that again, we still don't know what the latter half of the year is going to bring us. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all jazzed about Triangle and Elden Ring, and again, we we don't know what, like, from September to December is going to give us, and it could be some really fantastic stuff, too. I mean, I have no interest in Elden Ring. I, I played my game of the year already. It's called Horizon. <laughs> the only game I give a shit about. I mean, my, my secret game of the year is Stranger of Paradise, but... I, I, I actually want to play that. Like everyone in my house is just, we're all jazzed about the idea of Stranger in Paradise because I live with two people who love Final Fantasy One, mm-hmm. and also just it looks so fucking stupid. And I'm just like, I am ready for that level of stupid. Give it to me. Give it to me. But because it's Square Enix, I'm also like, I can wait for a sale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just I, mentally, I can't justify giving them full price for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I took the bullet and did full price because I wanted to experience it fresh. But no, I would not buy that at full price. You know, it's going to be like either 40 or 30 by Black Friday. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of it. As as amused as I am watching people play it, I can wait. There's just other things in my collection that, you know, I want to play. Like I made a list at the beginning of the year of 10 games that I wanted to finally make the time for. So I'm really actively trying to do that, you know, and then I played Sands of Destruction for backtrack and why did I do that? But that's it. Like, you know, I'm prioritizing things that are even older in my collection too, because I just, I want to finally make time for those experiences. Um, Like I want to play Dragon Quest eight finally, because it's a game that I've tried many, many times. Oh, Oh, no, no. I've tried to play Dragon Quest Eight many times, and for whatever reason... Did you like it, Eleven? It, um, I loved Eleven. Okay, you should be good with Eight. I'm surprised you haven't gotten through it, though. Well, it's... So when Dragon Quest Eight came out, I wasn't a Dragon Quest fan, and huh. it was the first one I had tried to play in a long time, and just a lot of it wasn't clicking. Which version and are you playing? The, so I'm playing the 3DS one now. Cool. Um, and... I'm having a, a much better time with it now. Good. And I think it's just because I needed to yeah, you're a Dragon find Quest fan now. Yeah, well, that's better. it. I'm, I'm now in a state where it's like, Oh, I actually like Dragon Quest. I mean, my first full Dragon Quest that I beat was four. And that was because Max sent it to me as a gift. 
And he's like, I think this is the Dragon Quest you're going to like, and it's going to make you a fan. And he was absolutely right. And I've since then, I've played a lot of them. Like, I haven't played seven. I haven't played the two monster games. But I've played, like, a good chunk of them. Like, I've played a Dragon Quest a year at this point. And uh, I, I think it's great. I've been trying to have my yearly Dragon Quest fix. Um, seven is kind of a slog uh, so I've been told. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I went for 8 instead. <laughs> That's a good call. And yeah. and the, th- the 3DS version of 8 fixes a lot of issues that the PS2 uh, version had, so you're going to enjoy that version of 8 so much better. Well, I already am. Like, I, I've only played, like, since we started the cast, I, I booted it up, and I just finished the Waterfall Cave. Hey, so your it's favorite like, character, and why is it Yangus? Well, it is Yangus. He's yeah, the best. <laughs> cool, blimey. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't gotten to the other characters yet, but I have. I mean, I've encountered oh. them playing. Um, Are you into whips? <laughs> I love Jessica. I loved her in the uh, in the Muso game. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, again, I'm familiar with the characters because I played the Muso game. <laughs> right. I reviewed the Muso games for us, no less. <laughs> so. Again, I, I know who they all are. It's just, again, I don't have the context for them in a way. Um, but no, it's, you know what? I just, I want to play so many different things and I feel like I'm going to probably hit some kind of gamer burnout the way Kelly was talking about it because yeah, there just, there is so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I blew through triangle strategy. I had blew through, uh, stranger paradise and I just was not in a gaming mood this week. And sometimes that just happens. And that's kind of it. Like it's what Columbo is uh, for. Working through the pandemic in public libraries, it's the burnout has been a lot more prominent for me in a way that it hasn't been in previous years. So sometimes I do just come home from work and it's literally I just want to lay in my bed and read a book quietly or, you know, catch up on a show that I'm enjoying. And I I don't feel like gaming. So this week has been kind of fun because it's like I've got all this time and it's like I just want to be able to enjoy things. Yeah. Video games. So much fun. You talking about your gaming staycation reminded me of when I had my Switch wrap up this year. That that thing that Twitter does, where it shows you like what games you played and how many hours you played and stuff. And I think during my there was like some point in August where I played uh, Monster Hunter Stories two for like eight hours, and I was like, oh yeah, that was that day on vacation where I just woke up and was trying to finish the game and freaking went on a bender. Um, <laughs> I don't even I don't even I don't even think I came upstairs for lunch that day. <laughs> well that's that's kind of it. Like I've been trying to also do like life administrative crap as well all week. So again, it's been nice. Like do I want to go somewhere? Absolutely. But I think I I needed this week to just kind of decompress and do whatever it is that I wanted to do and not be ashamed of it. What is going um, outside like? I don't even know anymore. I don't Actually, that's a lie. That. I've I've done a lot of outside. It's been very nice. You know, again, I got to walk a dog, so she makes me go out into the neighborhood and then gets very oh, I, upset. I meant with like social places her. with other people because I don't get to do that right now. Well, I'm really doing that either. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I went to a provincial park actually like two weekends ago, and that was a lovely experience. So just being out in nature going for a hike felt great. 
but it's like I don't want to be I've realized like lately I'm still struggling with like being in huge crowds mm. and I think again it's just because of the work I do for a living I have nightmares that I go to a place that's a huge crowd and nobody's wearing masks <laughs> yeah no uh, again when Ontario took out the mask mandate let me tell you my coworkers and I kind of all freaked out because it's like great um well we're not gonna feel much safer um and we've had more cases of staff getting covid so you know it's it's not great um and most people who come into our library are actually really good they still wear their mask but you get a bunch that don't and then they give you a look like why are you still wearing it you got told you don't have to anymore and it's like "Mm, because like i had a lady who is incredibly racist not wearing a mask and screaming at me about how she wanted clean children's books and i was like what does that mean story time i had a lady at my library and so she comes to the desk and she had been a lady who we've been fighting with when we had the mask mandates like she would never claim exemption she'd just come in and not wear it and be awful to the staff so she comes up to me she's like my daughter reads at a sixth grade level but she's six years old I rolled my eyes because I was like, mm, yes. about that. And uh, so I take her to the easy readers and I said, is this too advanced for her? And she's like, well, I don't know if it's too advanced. You need to know. And I said, I'm not your daughter. I don't read with your daughter, so I don't know. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, it needs to be clean and morally righteous. So it needs to be like Anne of Green Gables or um, Little House on the Prairie because, you know, those are things that we've read. Um, she's like, or maybe Beverly Cleary, which I'm like, I stopped her and I said, okay, that's a little weird. So I pulled out these two books. One was called Polly Diamond and the Magic Pencil, and the other one was called uh, Mindy Kim. Polly Diamond stars a adorable little black girl, and Mindy Kim stars an Asian protagonist. And she stopped me and goes, oh, my daughter can't relate to that. And I said, what do you mean? This is about a girl with a magic pencil, and this one's about a girl who wants to start a business. And she's like, well, my daughter's white. Oh, boy. And I looked at her and I was like, Okay, no, we're not we're not doing this. I was like, these are fantastic books, but cool, your daughter can't relate. Um, I'm stepping out of this conversation because clearly you know better. Um, but you're kind of being racist and I'm we're done with this conversation. She's like, I'm not being racist, I'm being honest. And I was like, No, you're being racist, and I walked away. I was like, Nope. I also pointed out to her, it's like, so you're okay with Little House on the Prairie, despite the fact that like it's actually been proven to be quite offensive. Um, or, you know, in Anne of Green Gables, she literally assaults somebody in the story, but that's considered morally righteous. I just, I was like, nope, nope, not doing this. She tried to file a complaint with my boss that uh, <laughs> I was not very nice. And my boss was like, you're being racist. She had every right to step back and go, mm, nope. <laughs> but it's one of those just like, lady, you said the quiet part loud. Yeah. <laughs> That's what is wrong with you? Morally um, yeah, righteous. It's I, that's the I, signal word, you know. Well, this is a part of my job is I deal in the children's fiction with my partner librarian. So we are the ones who are constantly looking for all kinds of different things to buy. Did and you, it's like Did you consider showing her his dark materials? <laughs> that's in the YA section. <laughs> Maybe she wouldn't know. She wouldn't get the joke. Oh god. It, it's it's just one of those I had that incident happen, and I immediately booked vacation after Yeah, all. I don't blame <laughs> you. I, like, I don't blame you. I can't. Yeah. And God love my boss. She's 
amazing. Even she was just like, you handled that really well. I was like, oh, you mean by telling her she was a racist? She goes, yeah, you did great. Proud of you. You, you <laughs> said like, it. You didn't dwell on it. You it treated nope. you. You got out. You you treated her the the way that she deserved to be treated in that incident. And I was like, yep. No, nope. oh, no, she deserved a little bit worse than what you did. And yeah, I think well, that's again, why he praised if, you. <laughs> you know what? She 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 knew. Like you I have knew, a right? we all know I have a sewer mouth. I could have been ten times worse. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm more impressed you that restrained would, yourself because yeah, she's that like, would not be appropriate. <laughs> she's like, I'd rather you'd gone full Scarborough. Oh on really? Her. I was like, I was like, really, Jody? She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, you should have gone full scarps. That would have been funny. I don't think that would have made the lady think her position over, though. I know. So it would have been worse. I think what you did worse. was better for getting her to think. Well, that, that's kind of it. I actually haven't seen the lady since. <laughs> so well, it's one of those. Well. It's either that or she goes up to other staff members and all the staff members know that she's a racist, so they won't help her. Because we're all like, no. Michael's Princess of the Pizza Parlor books. What is that? Oh, uh, so Michael Baker has a series that he's oh. been writing for the last couple of years, oh, and cool. they are fun D&D books. Um, we cannot buy them because they are self-published. Uh, oh. That's too bad. Like, if we don't have access through a vendor to get them, we cannot buy them. Oh, well. There's also just really strict rules in Canada about buying self-published content, mm-hmm. um, especially if, for example, they don't have an ISBN or if they don't have... It would just be terrible if we didn't, you know, give our money to the publishing industry, you know? Well, it's <laughs> not even... It. It's not even that there's... There's certain... That's why the laws are there, right? It's all lobbyists. Uh, and it's, it's awful because, you know, the big five are now like the big four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's so many different factors. Like, it's one of those... I, I could buy it personally and then catalog it into the collection. Like we can do it that way. Uh huh. But you can't spend government money. But it's on it. that's right. It's you have to have a paper trail sure. essentially, right? I understand. I understand. We 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 we, ha- we bought actually like a guy who lives locally in town. Like we bought his book, and we ended up like again it ended up being more of a hassle with the paper trail part of it. And it was because my boss at the time was the collections manager, and she was just like, I couldn't say no to this old man. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so cute. <laughs> I was like, Jody, you, you know, you just made like a bigger headache, right? And she was like, I know. <laughs> so it is one of those things. Like, I actually have Michael's book, and when I finish reading it, it's one of those I'm going to donate it to our collection. Um, it's just a question of me reading it. <laughs> I need to get to it, and I'm – it's me. I have a stack of books so like taller than me. So, you know, it's it's hard. I, I have to read so many different things, especially I have to read things for work sometimes, too. Right. So but it's, I, I do. I do think people should go out and read Michael's books. Michael is a delightful writer. Check them out. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> the complications. I don't know if it's the same in uh, American libraries. I just know with Canadian libraries, it's a very fickle thing. Like, just outwardly, Toronto Public Library will not buy self-published items. For sure. Out of yeah. curiosity, have you ever had somebody, like, drop-lift their book into the library? Plenty of times. Okay. <laughs> Plenty of times, and then what we do is just, we put it in the book donation, because it's like... <laughs> and then they're like, well, why isn't it in the collection? I'm like, well, did you tell us you wanted it in the collection? Yeah, I'm like, did you fill out the paperwork for it? No. Did you know that technically you can't do that? Well, I learned now, Duh. like ask questions before you just do it. 
I, 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 that just amuses me. The idea of somebody walking down the library aisle. It's like, oops, drop this. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, we, we've had plenty of people do that. We have this one lady who doesn't leave us alone, and she wrote clean YA books. And the poor YA librarian, she, like, just forced them onto her. And Jennifer was like, I don't know if I should put these in the collection. I guess I will. I guess. And then the woman's like, what's the circulation of my book? Have people been taking it? And then Jennifer's like, no. I put them in and nobody wants them. And that's the other thing, right? Like you're competing with so many different kinds of books and so many different kinds of media. Like that's the other side of self-publishing. How many Uh, books only exist in one person's library? That is a tough question, Chris. That's like, because if this is happening at your library, it's happening at like all the other libraries. How many many books are stranded in some library and they're like actually like the most amazing book ever written and no one's ever going to see it. And that's the hard part. Like um, (laughs) one of the things I've been doing at work is uh, a lot of weeding recently. Uh, I've been weeding the adult fiction and there are so many titles that we've bought in the past like six years where they've only gone out maybe once. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's hard, right? Like as library staff, we try to, you know, read as widely as we can so that we can recommend, you know, more interesting stuff. Um, I know for me personally, like the people that I serve in the town that I work in, um, they don't like my picks because I'm too eclectic. (laughs) Um, I I usually get the odd person who will like send me a really sweet email being like, oh my God, like that book you pick on the staff staff picks wall was really good, by the way. Or they'll come and find me and just tell me. Um, But because we deal with a lot of seniors, a lot of the stuff that I like tends to not go out with them. Whereas there are other staff where they read what is exactly what the seniors like. So it really does vary. Um, I always try to showcase interesting books that I've read. Um, like I recently read uh, Sylvia Moreno Garcia's Velvet Was the Night, and it's a fantastic pulp novel that no, when I get back to work, it's going sorry, on my sounds sh- like a porn. It, it's it's a it's a pulp novel. Uh-huh. Uh, like it's a Mexican noir novel that takes place in the 70s, and it's based on um, an actual event. Uh, It's very cool. She wrote Mexican Gothic, which had an insane amount of praise the year that it came out. So there's just there's so many books and so little time, you know, and I got to read middle grade every week. So there's that, too. (laughs) Um, I'm very good at my job, just trying to make people happy, um, especially during the pandemic. A little trickier, not going to (laughs) lie, because just expectation is what it is. And it's like we literally can't meet your expectations because your expectations are insane. So, the joys of public library work. Um, so, uh, did you cover what you're playing? I did. You did yeah, right? you did. Right. I I played lots of video games. It was great. I need another staycation soon enough. <laughs> I need a staycation too. Unfortunately, I won't even be able to consider that until I get my work business trip done in May, which I'm not exactly. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly looking forward to. Oh, I don't want to go on a plane. I know, Kelly. It's frustrating. And Alice is going to terrorize my poor husband for a week. Boo. By terrorize, you mean be very well behaved and sleep on his bookshelf and make you very angry at her when you get back. And it's like, why did you behave for him, but you won't behave for me? 
I don't know with her. She gets kind of pissy when I'm not around. Well, she'll come back and she'll be mad at you. And oh, then start yeah. misbehaving immediately. And you'll be like, you behaved the entire time I was gone. But now you won't you won't leave my side. I'm the only one you want to be with, and you misbehave. <laughs> that that yeah. seems like Alice to me. I don't know. That's true. I I guess time will only tell. Time will tell. We'll find out right here on RPG Cast. Look, that's how most animals function. I go to work and I get told I'm like, "How are the dogs?" And they're like, "Oh, they're perfect." And then like I hang out with them, and they're holy terrors. <laughs> so I mean, especially Dakota, she's the worst. Do you love Co? Oh my God, Co, go away! Yeah, it's it's like when we go to my parents' house, and she, my mom has a uh, Dachshund Jack Russell mix and a German Shepherd, and when I go over there by myself, they're like perfectly well behaved, but when I go over there with Vaughn, they like trample over Vaughn and get on his nerves, and. I'm like, they're perfectly well-behaved when it's just me. And it's like, yeah, because for some reason they really love my husband and love to trample all over him. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the norm. I, I'd be like, oh, they were so good. And I'd be like, really? I don't know who these two are right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we nicknamed Vaughn the Houndmaster because all the dogs love him way <laughs> too much. <laughs> Aw, Vaughn's name is Ramses. No, he's he's considerably nicer <laughs> okay. than Ramsey's. And and Vaughn, you will not lock Alice in a room for a week. One, because you won't be able to handle the meowing. <laughs> and, and two, any any room you lock her in, she's gonna destroy. I'm telling you, yeah, that's rather... perfectly behaved. But we should keep moving on. We Do should we have some feedback from last week. Yes, our question of the week last week was, what is your favorite video game movie? Um, from Strawberry Eggs, do Pokemon movies count? They are based on the anime series rather than the games directly. Yeah, my sure, favorite of those, <laughs> My favorite of those is the eighth movie, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Other than that, I really enjoyed Detective Pikachu. Yes, that's a good answer, Cassandra. Um, I, I wanted Detective Pikachu, too, and I don't Detective know how Pikachu they would do that. Probably counts. I don't think the regular yeah. Pokemon movies count, but Detective Pikachu definitely counts. Eh, I'll count the regular Pokemon movies. Um, Seven Mira, a.k.a. Alex, says, I like Steins Gate, even if it happened because of the anime. The Tales of Vesperia movie was decent enough, too, mostly for Puppy Rapide. I didn't know that that existed. Um, We've got Jason. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say Puppos. How do you not love Puppos? I, I love Popos. Um, J- Jason Ariola, who uh, did that podcast that Josh was talking about last week, the uh, multimedia failure, uh, he says, I'm the friend of Josh's that mentioned the video game movie podcast last week. I'll keep the shameless plugs to a minimum and say that it's called multimedia failure. Um, anyway, our group ranking is completely scientific. That, or I'm sorry, our group ranking that's completely scientific has uh-huh. the first Resident Evil movie as the best video game movie. My personal favorite is Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. The live-action Street Fighter is a lot of fun, too, even if it's dumb as hell. Um, the, Yaku, the Yakuza movie... Uh, we had Josh on for a guest was okay too. My favorite scene was when the uh, Majima peeks around the corner to look at Kiryu, and he's peeking around with the eye patch on. Just classic Majima moment right there. <laughs> I, I, I now that I've played Yakuza, I know who Majima is, and that's hilarious. That is very Majima. Me. Yeah. 
um, from Plotty M3, a.k.a. Matt Mason, a.k.a. my podcast partner in crime. Uh, This comes as no surprise to me. Dragon Quest, your story. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Uh, no. (laughs) Matt's a huge Dragon Quest fan, if you guys didn't know. That's the one with the weird ending. (laughs) Yeah, and Steve Bloom is the slime, which is the best casting. Mm. Um, From the Mighty Tam and Anime Man, I want to say my favorite, though I've never actually seen it, has to be Ace Attorney, the Ace Attorney live-action movie, because the sheer thought of that one amuses me greatly. He hasn't even seen it. That doesn't count. You gotta see it. Sam, do you have a favorite video game movie? Trying to think. It's Mortal Kombat. Well, it's, had, it's OG Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yes. OG Mortal with, Kombat with Robin Shu. Mm-hmm. Robin Shu's the best. And Christopher and then Lambert. He in, then he appeared in Death Race, and it was even better. Mm. And Bridget Wilson's in it. I miss Bridget Wilson. Does she still do things? I don't know. As in Red Sonia, Bridget Wilson. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The last thing I saw her in was that reality show where she was dating Flavor Flav and that was like two decades ago. Flavor Former Because she was in the new Mortal Kombat DLC when they actually did um, Mortal Kombat new models 11, for Sonya. Yeah. Yep. She came back to do the voices and the mocap for it. And I was like, I said to my roommate, I'm like, she does stuff still? He goes, probably not. He's like, this is probably like a nice easy yeah, paycheck for She stopped in 08, it looks like was her last stuff. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Got that Flavor Flav money. Flavor Flav. Last, last movie was Phantom Punch. <laughs> Whatever that is. I just so, remember Billy Madison. Uh, so, new question of the week. Have Have you ever lost a video game before, and did you find it? <laughs> Very appropriate. Yes! Recently, and I got told I was a dum-dum. So we're good. Oh, I, this this is so stupid. I tore up the house for my copy of Shining Soul 2, because um, when I went to Japan for uh, the, that two weeks, I put a lot of my really valuable video games in a um, tub in the closet. You so that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that, um, it, you know, if we did get broken into, I you know, it'd be just... I the same thing. I thought I had lost a game, and it's, I hit it. yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's like, I'm, and the funny thing is I didn't even, it wasn't even there. I, but I was tearing apart the house. I was tearing apart like boxes of video games in the closet that I don't have on display at the moment. And just uh, about crying and all all for the, the dumb game that is Shining Soul 2. And then looked and I had set it on the couch and I don't know why I set it there and, and just felt very irritated that it's like I tore apart my house for an hour to try and find this. Why is it there? But yeah, it and, happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just glad that it wasn't lose like actually losing a game. Like um, I don't think I've ever had a a cart or a disc completely disappear on me. It just get misplaced. Of course, I'm I'm also one of those people that um that that thing where you temporarily put the disc in the wrong case is like a sin in this house. The sin in my house too. You're not alone. Yeah, and yeah, I like, still do it. I still do it all the time. 
I I try not to for that very reason because yeah, I have lost games permanently See, that way before. <laughs> I've never lost games doing that, but that's usually because I keep my like whatever I'm playing, they all like sit in a small stack in my my unit, my television unit. Mm-hmm. So literally, it's just I open the box. I'm like, oh, okay, that's where I put Ring Fit. Ring Fit's in the bo- the triangle strategy box because triangle strategy is in the Switch. Cool, and then I just swap them back. <laughs> and, and also, people think I'm I'm weird for doing this, but if I'm gonna borrow a game from Vaughn, I will ask him first, um, just so that he knows that it's in my possession so that if he goes to look for it he isn't driving himself crazy but also we are a 50s married couple living separate lives in the same house no i mean to me it's courteous because you know his game collection is like a remnant from when we we weren't married and i just think that it's courteous to ask first and he, (laughs) he extends the same courtesy for me and that way there isn't you know where'd my game go did you did you borrow it? Um, it I, I just I. Do you have I separate twin beds on opposite no, sides of your bed? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I merged my game collection with my husband's, I just had more games. <laughs> yeah, yep. Scott. Scott's more primarily a PC player, mm-hmm. but every so often there's the odd thing on a console that he's like, "I want that." Like Triangle Strategy was a great example because we both wanted to play it. So it was one of those, we split the cost on it. And I said to him, like, whenever you want to play it, just play it. And then he forgets he has it. And then he'll see yeah. me playing and he's like, oh, yeah, I still want to play that. And then, you know, it just goes back to PC gaming. Actually, he's playing Yakuza 3 on our PS3. and I, Or Yakuza 5, sorry. And I gave him shit because I was like, but you could play the remaster edition on 4, on play, PlayStation 4. He's like, no. He's like, I'm guaranteed to not have you bothering me to use the console if I play it on PS3. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got really upset because he got to Haruka ban- dance battle time and he's been so miserable <laughs> he's like just get me out of Haruka I'm like then quickly finish her chapter so you can get out of it so yeah th- that's the lengths of how our video games and marriage work <laughs> let's talk I mean, about stuff yes let's talk about stuff um, beat me in for the news and now Hey. Oh, wait. Go ahead. Um, Lost Memories is getting a Steam release. What? This this is a mobile title that is coming to Steam, and it's available now uh, as a free-to-play title. Should I care? And a successor to Ragnarok Online. Oh, is that still a property that exists? I don't know. I tried to play it a, a long time ago. They did a single-player version a while ago. Was... Yeah, I have. I think I have the DS one of that. Um, but yeah, it's. Oh, and I it has an idle system that lets players earn gold materials, which is kind of interesting, and has a card based combat system. And yeah, it's a successor to the original Ragnarok. So be okay. please be excited. Please be excited. Um, <clears throat> something I'm excited for, and it, and it's funny because last weekend when this was announced. I had uh, taken a brief nap and then woke up and saw it trending all over Twitter and was like, Kingdom Hearts 4 announced. How <clears throat> how long was I asleep? Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were, you know, I thought it was weird we hadn't seen you for four years. <laughs> and, and a lot of people laughed at that joke. <laughs> yeah. Even Anna, who, who appreciated it. You didn't seem that amused by it, Chris. Oh, I was amused. I just... Uh. 
Okay. Do, I'm bad at messaging everybody all the time. I, so I appreciate yes. you, Kelly, and I'm sorry I didn't laugh at your funny joke. It's okay. It was a lame joke. Um, but yeah, they made a bunch of new announcements during the 20th anniversary event for Kingdom Hearts. My God, that series is 20 years. I was in yeah. college when that series came out. It's baffling uh, how old it is. Yeah. Time flew. So, Four is said to be part of the new Lost Master arc and has uh, a realistic Sora that people are not happy about. Um. People really obsessing over his feet for some strange reason, too. <laughs> Figures. Maybe his feet are nobody's. <laughs> Tam, make sure you write that one down. <laughs> um, and also, D- Donald and Goofy in Japanese will always crack me up. But um, we, do, <laughs> to no one's surprise, we neither have a release window nor an uh any sort of other information for Kingdom Hearts. If 4. I watch that trailer, am I somehow spoiled for Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if it was possible to be spoiled with that story, given how hard it seems to be to follow. Um, I mean, should, should no, I spoil it for no, you? No, please don't. Uh, are you ever going to play it? Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. Also, there's people uh, listening who would prefer you don't. If a new game okay. comes, you know. Well, we're also getting a new game called Missing Link, which is a spinoff for iOS and Android, and mm. it's really annoying because the trailer trailer looked interesting. Um, and it's going to be an, an original story set in the realm of Scala and Kalem, introduced in Kingdom Hearts 3. So, uh, another confusing mobile game that'll probably have several chapters and tie into the game somehow, but it will make no sense. Um, there's also going to be a free update for Kingdom Hearts Union Key that has the uh, final storyline chapter. So, th- there's that. But hey, I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 4, all things considered. Mm. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, I'm curious to see what new, what Disney worlds are going to be in the game, if they're even doing Disney stuff, and... With with Kingdom Hearts for me, it's always like just ignore the stupid story and enjoy the pretty Disney worlds. That's what I tell myself. Um, we've got a Fire Emblem Warriors uh, new trailer that introduces its main, main protagonist, who is named Shez. His name is Chair. Shez. S H E Z. Oh. Um, and can be male or female. No, I'm. I'm not buying that name. That that name is no. Wait, why does it have a new protagonist? Oh, that's they just that's the name they gave to. She's, she's, he's. Is this supposed to be a gender neutral name? I guess. I don't know what's going on. This is the same. This is the same people that brought us the name Byleth. Oh, hard pass. But the game looks fun, and it appears that Byleth is the bad guy in this game. What? Yeah, at the end of the trailer, the, the, you're saying who the Ashen Demon is, and it's Byleth. So it's you? I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for the game to come out. I'm so confused. Um, players also have three stories to go through, depend on, depending on which house you align with. So that's going to be fun. 
Select the I, actions I, demon's form. Oh, okay. I, I do like uh, Shez's character design. I like that mix of purple and orange. You don't see those colors often. And, and also, I wonder if this this uh, game is going to even represent the Super Babies DLC. But Josh isn't here to comment on that. Oh, um, they're totally going for a new story here. Yeah, I think I, it's supposed to be an alternate timeline. I hope it's better. <laughs> you don't like Three Houses' story? I think the Three Houses' stories falls on its face and doesn't wrap up well and doesn't uh, have a proper golden path and stuff like that. So this is a new chance to do a new narrative that could actually, you know, not have a bunch of holes and ignored plot lines that dangle off into nowhere that may be resolved but only on certain paths and is really unsatisfying and gives you no sense of wrap-up. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't wait for more uh, Musso army-leading action because I love the original Fire Emblem Warriors. Being able to tell your Or summer cycles, somersaults. Yeah. Um, being able to tell your commanders to go take out bases was just so fun in the original um, and I'm glad Sam's here. I'm sure she's excited for this one. We've got a, a Luda, I don't know how to pronounce it. A, a Uden Chronicle is coming Uden out Chronicles. in May. Yep. So well, it's, it's the side, the side story thing. Yeah. Rising is coming first, which, yeah. oh, I'm excited and nervous at the same time, but mostly excited. Um, so it's going to be on uh, PlayStation 4, 5, PC, Xbox One, and Series X, and the Switch for 15 bucks. And yeah, this is a, a spinoff of the uh, Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes, which is the spiritual successor to the Suicoden series. Yay. And this one, you're, you're just playing as three main characters, and you're trying to rebuild a town. And yeah, um, you'll swap between them in combat, you character has a different combat style you'll gather materials during the exploration to build up the town and um rewards are going to be carried over to the the main game the 100 heroes nice which is supposed which is supposed to launch last year i will believe that when i see it but i'm i'm definitely going to pick this up um i want it in chronicle to do well and i'm i figured that this game will be kind of the put up or shut up you know, pretty much. So, yeah, and, and it looks gorgeous. It's I can't very pretty. How, pretty. how pretty it looks. Very pretty. So I'm, I'm jazzed. I am. I'm, I'm jazzed too. Um, we've got more story details about the Maiden Abyss binary star. Ooh. Um, the, this was that game based off an of anime that uh, Spike Chunsoft announced last week. Um. It's going to have two gameplay modes. The first one is based off of the original uh, anime manga series and set around a giant hole in the earth named Abyss and uh, players control a protagonist that um, is exploring this along with a robot. And then and the second mode, Deep in the Abyss, is an original story supervised by the series creator and um, also has missions where you embark on solo missions and bring back relics. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with this anime, but the game itself looks pretty interesting. Cool. Um, Be Beam Dog announced a new game called Myth Force that is uh, an 80s inspired action roguelite. 
and it, it, it's in first person and it looks like it's going to have multiplayer and um, it's going to be, it's an early access title on the Epic Game Store that's going to come out on uh, um, April 20th and the early access is episode one of the game with a full release expected later in the year and yeah, this this game looks kind of neat especially with the cel-shaded 80s aesthetic waiting for Chris to pull up the trailer so that he can see how neat it looks. It does look neat. And all the characters seem to banter while they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the uh, first-person combat's going to work, because the, the camera keeps switching between the first and third-person view, and yeah, it looks like people are... Those, this trailer is not how you will play the game sort of trailer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, someone's trying to be too artistic. They couldn't have the camera be still ever, and that's you got to stop at some point. But, all right. Yeah, the you 80s, fight a lot of mushrooms. It looks like the eighties called. They want their heroes back. Yeah, it's like all right. They established what they're saying about eighties cartoons, but then they didn't go any further. Like, why is this game cool? They're just like, no, no, this aesthetic is the thing. That's all we're showing off. Like, okay, you got the aesthetic down. Now what? No, that's that's it for now. Oh, okay, cool. We'll talk to you later when you have something else to show, I guess. See, I wonder if the single-player mode, if you're going to get to swap between the characters. Oh my god, stop spinning the camera. This yeah, trailer that's... sucks. <laughs> this is giving me motion sickness, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Turn it off. Yep, turn it off. Please turn it off, Chris. It's, it's done. hurting me. It's, gone. it's hurting me so it's hard. Gone. It's gone. Oh, would uh, no a more. super... Would a Super Robot Wars 30 expansion pack hurt you? No, because uh, no, I Sam live with... would love it. Well, I live with a person who's so jazzed. He's been running around the house going, there's more Getter. There's more this. Oh, my God, this. And it's like, okay, sweetie. Okay. They put more okay. anime in your anime game. Yeah, no. Scott's been thrilled the entire time. Like, he hasn't even finished the game yet. He's like, I think I've put 100 hours in and I'm not done. <laughs> I only cared when it had Sakura Wars in it. Um, and... Mm. Iron Blooded Orphans, and then he'd run into the bedroom. Come look at the super move. And I'd be like, "Okay, dear, I'm coming." That's pretty spiffy. They're still using the wrong song for Iron Blooded Orphans, but you know, it's fine, fine. So no, this is exciting. If you like Super Robot Wars, I mean, again, there's a lot of getter in this. So I, I'm just looking at this, and this looks like every other Super Robot Wars special attack that I've ever seen. Probably. Am I wrong to think that? That's a thing, right? Like, it's always the same thing. The robots are always on the right side of the stream, of the screen, and then there's a giant, like, either they take out a blade and swipe to the left, or they take out a gun and shoot giant energy beam to the left, and then it blows up the opponent or just does an amount of damage and doesn't kill him, and then it's very anticlimactic. And while they're saying it, they say a bunch of references to the show that make no sense if you haven't seen the show. Pretty much. <laughs> Look, my, my favorite anime robot is the Gurren Lagann, and I don't think that's been in a, in a SRW game in years. So it's been in one. Okay. So... But hey, be excited for the uh, DLC, which is twenty four ninety nine and comes out on April twentieth. Majestic with a free Prince, update. Genetic Awakening. Is that an anime? Yep. They're they're going through a list of of things. In These the... are all the animus that are in it. Okay. These characters. And yeah. you have to show the full special attack for every of single one do. of these. Well, don't don't you want to see it when you play? 
Look, I'm excited for Getter Babies because that's I don't just know what fun Getter, to me. Super Robot Wars OG <laughs> series. Okay, so now we're just including our own stuff. Okay, great. They always have. Shin Kalyan, the movie. Okay, to distinguish it from the OAV, I guess. All right. Assuming that's a thing. Oh, there's the Gitter. Gitter Robo Devolution, the last three minutes of the universe. So, Sam, you seem to like this Gitter thing. I've never heard of it before. I like Gitter Robo, but that's because, again, I live in a house of giant robot nerds. Okay. And I have never heard of it. I have watched many. Gitter Robo's been around since the 80s, man. Like, it's an old show. Oh. Oh, 70s. I've been corrected. Is this like the, the generic brand Gundam? No, oh. it's very different. Super Robots and Gundams are very different, Chris. Oh, okay. okay? I'm so sorry. Super yeah. Robots are super. <laughs> Gundams are just regular Joes. Armored Trooper Votoms. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Regardless. No, no, I, I need to go through all these. No, uh, no, you don't. Dan Kuga, Super Beast Machine God. <laughs> oh, Votoms. I like Votoms. Have have there ever been any Transformers in a Super Robot Wars? I don't think so, actually. Okay. I, I some something. Tells I know me Evangelion I shows up in some. Evangelion's been in a few of them. There's always a licensing war with that one in particular. The thirty is designed by Go Nagai. Apparently, we need to give credit to who designed the thirty well, logo. So there you go. Go Nagai is the creator of Getter Robo. Oh, um, well, it's very important. Tam is threatening to cash to crash the cast. So, so we Tam says on. Transformers has not been in Super Robot Wars. Lame. Like Gona Guy is often credited as like the father of giant robots. Yeah. Because he's also the creator of Mazinger. Which has also been in every single Super Mazinger Robot Wars. Mazinger X? Or is is Mazinger well, X? Ma- Mazinger a is a series. Oh, is it? Okay. And there are lots of different movies and series and whatnot in in mazinger oh, then. and it's the same with getter oh, there's no, you, no there's no way getter. it's mazinger it is probably mazinga mazinga look you super robot right. wars is missing a golden opportunity to have a waspinator unit whose ultimate is to blow up yeah and that'd be my, great and i'm happy that my husband has educated me on beast wars so that i know that reference now but we should move on um We've got two new Live a Live trailers. Is it Live a Live or Live Alive? Oh, we've had this answered before, and I don't remember, but I think it's Live Alive. Okay, so we've got two new Live Alive trailers that show the prehistory arcs and the Imperial China arcs. And the prehistory one looks interesting because there's no dialogue. Interesting. It looks like you're playing, you know, Adventure Island. Oh, whatever. It looks cute. Um, I can't wait to try and this wear game. Wear a gecko as his loin clovering. Nope, never mind. I don't care. <laughs> well, the game comes out on July 22nd, and I can't wait to check it out. Um, and another new piece of news that got me excited, and I hope it gets a Western announcement, is um, Grim Grimoire once more has been announced for Japan, and it's a remake of one of the Vanillaware games. Yeah, it was Vanillaware, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I have the PS2 version. I never got around to playing it, and Anna said that it was pretty difficult. So I'm hoping that they're going to bring this one over to the West, and they announced it for uh, Switch. And Does it have PS4. a depressing story where everyone dies? I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's a vanilla it's... game, so probably. 
It's about a magic a magic academy run by a person named Gambledore, who's a legendary magician, and they sealed away to a devil. Um, did you say Dumbledore? Gambledore. Gambledore. Huh. Okay, so it's Gandalf plus Dumbledore. Got it. <laughs> I didn't make that connection until you pointed it out. That's funny. Um, you ride a dragon, get... so that's cool. I would imagine that this would get announced for the West. We've got another Vanillaware games. Yeah, I, I think that seems likely. Um, 13 Sentinels is out right now, by the way. You should check out that game. Pretty good. Even though I, I think that... the year. Um, they, they even put out a recipe for the Hamburger steak, which I want to try. <laughs> and also Van- Vanillaware owes me likeness rights for using my cat. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, anybody that owns a tuxedo cat thinks that their cat looks like every other tuxedo. Yep. <laughs> um, we've got an Elder Scrolls Online update for a High Isle expansion. Is this an expansion or a patch? Okay, yes, uh, this is the new, expansion. Yeah, this is the next big thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it's part of the game's year-long legacy. Yeah, they, the do, a, they do a year-long storyline every year, and then... There's like mini packs and then an expansion. So this is the big expansion okay. piece of it. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so we've got two new trailers for that. Um, it's going to come out on PC, Mac, and Google Stadia on June 6th. We also have a write-up about it. Yep. Yeah, they did a big media event this week, I think. Yep. Oh, cool. Um, probably not coming to the West. Definitely not coming to the West. <laughs> Dragon Quest Ten offline details For reasons uh, no one can explain um it talks about the um crap what is it called i'm blanking on it the crafting symbol system yeah the, the fun size forge yeah the, from you, you've recognized 11. it from 11 yeah yeah from from 11 is coming to the game okay great something else to be bitter about not getting <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's dream tactics um it is a game boy advanced inspired um rpg tactical rpg that's available to wishlist now on steam okay those are some tiny sprites they are aren't they they're very tiny it's like a color calculator game rather than a game boy game so tiny um it's being developed for pc we don't really have any other information um other than that, but yeah, you can wish with it on Steam, and I will keep up with this game, because it looks cute. So tiny. And that is that is all of our news news. Now we've got our uh, new release dates and kind of briefs. Um, Demon Gaze Extra is coming to PC this month on May 2nd. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, on April 26th, and with a launch discount until May 2nd. Okay. Uh, Unsold is launching this month. A fast-paced top-down action RPG. We don't have any trailers or anything. Um, it's going to be fully released on April 27th for 20 bucks and part of Game Pass. So you can check that out. Um, we've got a new DLC for Expeditions Rome that's available for now on PC for 10 bucks. Woo! Um, Battle Back Xeno Reborn is launching in June. I think this is a remake of the game that Josh hated. I think Josh and Pascal Why played this in eight. I don't know. Are they going to fix it, you think? 
No. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to have a doggo. The doggo can't save this bad game. What's the doggo's name? Pochi the battle dog. Yeah, it's Pochi, yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Puppos can't save bad games sometimes, though, Chris. No matter how cute they are. Um, The Witcher 3 next-gen versions have been pushed back, and also uh, the development of those versions in-house, I didn't know they were outsourced. Oh, Um, interesting. They've been delayed until... Oh, oh, um, they were in development in Russia. Oh, that would would be a problem, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. Um, doesn't say how when they've been delayed to. So they probably don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And then Stray Blade gets a trailer in a private beta. Cool. Um, really not much more to the story than that. So that that's our souls like. Yeah, I honestly like couldn't tell. I watched the trailer and it it's did not look that. Yeah. Didn't look that interesting. <laughs> Light Fairy Tale Episode 1 is coming to Switch. Oh, did, where did I... Did I miss a story? Oh, yeah, I did. I, I didn't... Uh, I forgot to open that a story. A modern JRPG series with a classic core, whatever that means. Um, by modern, it looks like all the characters belong on mobile titles. So I guess that's what modern means. And it got a two and a half from us. Mm. I'm so, not shocked. Whoa. Is well it done. like Baby's First RPG? No, but Matt like, was the one More like that. Baby's Worst RPG. I just, no. Oh, all right. No. All right. Good. <laughs> all right, let me cover the new releases for you this week. And there we go. <laughs> Work. I'm going to our uh, site just to make sure I didn't miss something on the sidebar. Um, I don't think anything's coming out. Oh, wait. No, we have something. That no one else seemed to list. Neptunia Cross Senrun Kagura Ninja Wars on the Switch. Now, oh okay. yeah, our our staff was chomping at the bit for the <sighs> review code on that. Oh, there's so also, excited. There's also Anucard and Chernobylite. Which um, we've reviewed Chernobylite so, previously. So these are just coming out to new platforms. Yeah, yeah, so PS5, Xbox Series X for Chernobylite. And then Anucard is a big release. That's everything. Win Mac, Xbox One, and Series X, and Switch. No PlayStation, it sounds like. Um, and, yeah, we had a story a few weeks ago that's coming out. And so if you've been waiting for more on Anucard, Anuchard, we have a GDC preview you can go check out for more info. So, Sam, tell us about Dark Deity. Yeah, so I reviewed Dark Deity for us, and I gave it a 3 out of 5. Um, I want to stress with this game that I actually think it's a very good game. I think the Switch port makes it not a good game. (laughs) It's kind of the problem. Um, Dark Deity is totally a love letter to Fire Emblem. In fact, it borrows a lot from Fire Emblem. And if you can go into the game knowing that, you will have a great time, is kind of how I look at it. There's no permadeath, thankfully. So if you're somebody like me who's like, oh, God, permadeath gives me, you know, gives me all the anxiety, you can play this game. Um, they just changed the system so it's more like if your characters get wounded enough times, they kind of just become unusable. Mm. But it's not, I didn't find it to be a super challenging game. Um, and there's a lot of customizing in it. Almost 
a little too much customizing. So there are lots of bits and bobs that you kind of have to keep track of. But in terms of just like the straight gameplay, um, where, you know, you have all your different class types and which class type types match up better against other class types, it's a mm -hmm. lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's um, a lot of the character art, especially for um, all of the party members that you have, they all get really unique sprite updates depending on the promotions. Like, one of the mages I had, I turned him into, like, a beefy mage, so he had, like, these jumbo fists, and I was like, this looks so ridiculous because he seems like he's an adorable, like, five-year-old. <laughs> but now he's got beefy arms! <laughs> So you played this and you played Triangle Strategy, which do you prefer lots of customization for characters or the Triangle Strategy minimal customization? So my favorite tactical game in the entire world is Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. And I think Final Fantasy Tactics has like the right amount of balance to customization. Like it's not overboard, but it's not this, <laughs> where there's so many things to keep track of. Uh, that being said, like, I think Dark Deity is a great game. I just wish that the Switch version had been tuned a lot better because it's got a lot of slowdown. The load times are excessive and they're long. And just you have cases where characters glitch out on the map, so you can't even use them and you have to, like, waste a turn when they could be attacking to deal with the glitch. Little things like that made for some frustrating elements to it um i love triangle strategy for being minimal but i wish there was a little bit more to it so that's why i'm like i want a happy medium <laughs> yeah my problem. yeah uh, with, with triangle strategy you have the opposite problem of you don't really have a lot of class types to really engage with so it's not like i could turn frederica into a different kind of mage if i wanted to right literally mm -hmm. she is a pyromancer the whole game Whereas, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics, it's like, ooh, she started out as a black mage, and now she's a time mage, and now she's this mage, I can use this. Like, I want that. This game just kind of goes a little overboard. Um, not because, like, again, the game is difficult. It just, it wants to give you so many different options to kind of experiment, um, which is a good thing. You also get a lot of characters. Um, this is one of the few games I've played, for example, where, like, you don't need to keep the main character in your party if you don't want to. <laughs> mm. Like, he became so underleveled that I was like, whatever, I'm just going to roll the party I have. And it felt very weird because, you know, I'm following Irving in this this game, and I'm like, I'm not even using <laughs> But okay, game. So, no, I, I think it's a great game. I don't think you should play the Switch version unless they patch it because, oh, just just... The load times alone were very frustrating. Um, but yeah, it's a great game, especially if you need like a Fire Emblem fix, but you don't necessarily want to play your Fire Emblem games. <laughs> oh, I, I have it on my Switch wish list. I do hope that they patch the issues out of it. It's still, again, it's still very playable. It's just, the, again, the load times are awful. Eh, at this point, I'm used to it. Well, again inferior switch versions of things there are you know elements you can take and others that you're just like nope can't do it right and again mm -hmm. i got through the game just fine just you know you gotta nail it for stuff like that because unfortunately it's noticeable yeah yeah okay that's a very thank you for your take on uh dark deity it looks interesting uh, it's fun we've, 
We've also got a Coromon review from Luis Mauricio. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Said that it has a solid visuals and soundtrack, charming puzzles, and funny dialogue, but no innovative ideas, and the story fails to be captivating. This is, I think, one of the many Pokemon clones. Yep. Uh, like, just that one. It's got um, a cute art style, I will say. Yeah. Like, I do think it looks really cute. But uh, we also reviewed Elden Ring finally, Kelly. Oh, That's lovely. That's something that happened. We gave it a four and a half, and it was done by Zach Webster. Poor soul just kept apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry it's taking so long. And it's like, no, based on everything (laughs) I've seen, you know, from people playing it, it's just long. It is. And very open. So I I don't fault anybody for, you know, not beating it by now. Um, Yeah, it's, it's easy to get lost in those games, and I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know what? Again, they are not for me, but I'm happy people, you know, are out there living their best Elden Ring lives. Uh, I'm cool. I'm cool not playing it. <laughs> like, I haven't even finished my Switch copy of Breath of the Wild yet. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, and then we've got a 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim review. This yep. was by, also by Luis Mauricio. And he gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, says that it's an innovative, innovative way of telling a story, has excellent writing and bewitching characters, an ingenious battle system, and a great soundscape. But it's hard to find the link between the fighting and the story, and the battle, the balance between the battles and scenes is not the best. Yeah, I I agree with the statement full <laughs> wholeheartedly. Um, to be honest with you, I sort of feel like, and I've said this before, I sort of feel like that they tried to make an adventure game and realized that adventure games don't sell well, so that's why they put the strategy stuff in, which is why the strategy stuff in this game seems so minimalist. Read. Oh, I would say bad, but Anna seemed to have fun, so I don't know. No, I mean, it's it's fun. It's just, you could take the, the strategy stuff out of this game, and it would change nothing. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun with the strategy stuff, but like I've been trying to get my husband to play this because it's such an excellent story, but I know he doesn't like strategy stuff. So like, how do you sell someone on a game that's so good that has one element that might turn off some people? It's hard. Yeah. That's what I've got. Yeah. So, but, but yes, 4.5 4.5 out of 5. Get get Aegis Rim. It's awesome. Um, we've got an impression from Alex Fuller about the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle. Um, go, going into the bunch of that. Uh, <laughs> it's not like they're getting high on that island. Yeah. Um, you can read that article on our site. It's it's long, and he goes pretty he goes pretty in depth into the, the stuff that's in it, and then. Uh, we've also got an interview with, and I'm going to butcher this name, Final Fantasy VI's Palolo Andrea de Pietro. Um, this is the guy, I guess this is the guy who sung the male opera part in the new uh, Pixel remaster of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, cool. How did we land this interview? I don't know. That's cool. Though. Just doing a, doing a press tour, I guess. So you can read that interview on our site. And that is all the editorials. Wonderful. 
and I believe that is a show. Um, you can leave feedback on our show thread um, to answer the question of the week, which is, um, have you ever lost a game and any funny stories that go along with it? Um, that's rpgamer.com. Uh, you can also check out our Discord and come hang out with us. Um, you can reply to our uh, reply to our tweets at rpgamer. You can tweet at us. You can do all sorts of things. Yay! Yay! Do those things. Send us comments. Don't send us comments. Whichever. Uh, no, no, we want oh. comments. We want. We comments. want comments. We want no. comments. Yeah, we want comments. And we'll read the comments. I don't want comments. <laughs> and just an FYI, we. We get show comments via the comment thread on the show. We I don't think we really use the email anymore. We don't do email anymore. anymore no. Yeah. So if you've been sending the... email and we haven't been paying attention to it, it's because we don't we don't pay attention to it anymore. It's not because we don't like you, Mr. Jason and Ariella. Sorry. Um, I I've yeah I've uh, tried to like outsource comments through the Discord and Twitter and stuff, and nobody was responding, and it was a hassle to check every week. So I so just we've consolidated to just the thread. comment thread. Yeah. So that's where we're doing it's, it. It's easier. If uh, people um, start spontaneously commenting through other means in in a significant quantity, then we'll readjust in the future and go back to doing mm-hmm. that. But for now, I would ask you to put your comments in the show thread, and that's uh, going to work best for us. Yay. Thank you. Show thread. Stream, streamlining. Yay. All right. I think that's we all we have it. for this week. We got through it. Um, we did. Sorry about the first part of the audio. But the first 25%. Oops. But uh, Hopefully we sound okay. Hopefully. I'm sure it'll be fine. And if it's not... What are we doing? I don't know. I gotta go look for for triangle strategy in all my dresser drawers now. I hope you find it, Chris. I hope you do too. (laughs) I have anxiety on your behalf. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.